0: Welcome to episode 20 of Bedtime Stories for Grown-Ups. A podcast that is created from the stuff of dreams. Once upon a time, if you were lucky... Someone told you bedtime stories. Maybe someone read you books, or the same favorite book over and over. Or maybe someone made up your bedtime stories, telling you nonsensical things until you closed your eyes and let sleep take you away. These bedtime stories are the whimsical, made-up kind, little scenes from dreamland to guide you there. There is no plot to follow, no sense to make of anything, just a sequence of images from beyond the consciousness of day to help you let go and drift into dreamland. Many people live in houseboats now. We are traveling home by boat through the murky, slow-moving river that is filled with garbage. What river is this? It is hard to tell now. Everything has changed so much. To the left of us is a high bank on which people are commuting one way or the other. There is also a very slow moving train up there. Sometimes the train travels so slowly that it is actually traveling backwards. Suddenly, the sky darkens and a giant fireball appears. Look, we say. Look! We are pointing to the sky. Does everyone see it? They do. At least the people we are with see it because we have pointed it out. And just as quickly as it had appeared it is gone. It dissipated into a rolling churning mass of gray and black smoke. Or is that a cloud? What was that? How many people saw it, do you suppose? We call out to the commuters on the bank high above us. Did anyone up there see that fireball? Some people saw it for sure. A few people even stopped to listen and acknowledge us. But now that it is not right there in front of us, It is as though it never happened. People are just carrying on with their commutes. How bizarre. People have really short attention spans these days. We are watching one of those buses taking off on the water. It behaves just like a seaplane, and we see it taxiing on the water, and then rising in the air and banking. But how is it possible? It looks so bulky, and it doesn't even have wings. We are watching, amazed, when the bus seems to falter. It is as though it has suddenly realized that it is a bus, and it cannot fly. The bus comes down for a landing on the water, and putters along on the water as it slows down. We are distracted by something, and when we look back, the bus is gone. Did it sink? There is no trace, no lights, no bubbles. No desperate, screaming passengers. We run out along the sand dunes. Should we go in? Did we just imagine this? We should go in just to see. But to get to the water, first we will have to climb a mountain of sand. Traveling by train is the best way to travel. You can watch the world go by. You can eat and sleep, and even go for walks to stretch your legs, and maybe switch trains once in a while, and explore little towns along the way. Traveling by train is the best way to travel. We have been away from the office for a long time. One of the office computers with an arm is very excited when we finally come back. The computer is behaving like an excited dog and giving us little pokes and nips with its robot arm. It certainly is strange behavior for a machine. We are at a job interview. A man wearing a wig that still has the little price tag dangling from it is looking for an assistant. We are trying to figure out what he is looking for. He doesn't want anyone smarter than him, that's for sure. Is he looking for a yes man or woman then? That is exactly what he is looking for. A yes man, or a yes woman. We pointed out the little price tag dangling from his wig, and quietly slipped away. We are wandering around, looking for a child, lost in the crowds. These are very big crowds. People are dressed up as giant caterpillars, trailing long trains with seats on them for transporting other people around. The caterpillars are singing while they inch along, pulling people through the crowded fairgrounds. Their tails are on wheels, of course. It is very festive, and the singing is nice. There is also a crazy psychedelic transportation room at this fair. It is very colorful and manned by one of those singing transport caterpillar guys. But this one doesn't sing and he doesn't have a tail, just a lot of levers and switches. We go in and it is like a 360 degree train switching station. It somehow turns round and round in a kaleidoscope of colors and then spits you out at the street you want. We ask for Main Street and that is where we get out. There's still no sign of the lost child. We are not too worried but we really should find him before dark. There is a street performance going on on Main Street. It is called Men with Dongs, and it is really very silly. Basically, the men are making long-winded speeches, but saying very little and then taking turns banging a peg into the ground with a long stick that has a metal ball on the end of it. It makes a kind of dong sound when it hits the peg. But really, this is not something we want to stick around and watch. It is a waste of our time. And we need to find the lost child before dark. We have a pair of magic glasses. When you put them on, all of the people around you disappear. They're still there, and you can hear them, but you just can't see them, but everyone can still see you. What is the point in that? Maybe these magic glasses are not so special after all. There is a performance art piece happening at a friend's studio on the 13th floor. We have to take a large freight elevator to get there. There is a player piano on the elevator, taking requests for the duration of the ride. To experience the art performance, we need to lie down on the floor with everyone forming a circle attached by a rope. There's only seven minutes left until the studio is closing. And so we will not get the full experience of the work. Some people only last about a minute before they break free of the circle. They have to cut the rope. That's unfortunate. We wanted to see what would happen. Now the player piano doesn't seem to be working anymore. And the elevator is creaking and groaning ominously. We had better take the stairs. We came upon a public swimming pool that was run by the city and soon to be decommissioned. It was old and run down. There was an indoor pool for soaking and a larger pool for swimming lengths outside. We see three dogs struggling in the outdoor pool. They are drowning. We manage to help the dogs scramble out of the pool. They are exhausted. Where did these dogs come from? And then we notice another dog on a cliff edge way up above us. A little puppy. And just as we noticed him, he launched himself off the cliff and into the pool. We managed to rescue the little puppy too. What is going on with these dogs? These are suicide dogs. These days, small plastic pods fall from the sky with the rain. Sometimes, when we are caught in the rain, we get bruises. When the rain falls thick and heavy, we have to use shovels to clear all the plastic pods away from the grates so that the water can drain away. Otherwise, The roads will all turn into rushing rivers, and the fields will turn into lakes. There is no balance in the world. People know that something is wrong, but they don't quite know what it is, because we don't know how to think anymore and all the libraries are closing down. Sometimes, suicide parents leave behind sad children living with reluctant relatives and staring vacantly out of windows. Like that little red-haired boy over there, the one who is always staring vacantly out of that window. He is living with his aunt and uncle now, Someone has released a massive amount of tiny machines into the air. They look like flying insects, and they are everywhere now. They are the tiniest of drones, checking up on everyone and everything. There was a baby abandoned in a back alley. Some children were caring for it. And they were hardly much older than the baby themselves, really. They were in pretty rough shape. And then an older mother turned up. Maybe she was their grandmother. She was going to look after them all. She wrapped the baby in a clean blanket and gave each child a morsel of bread. And then she led them to a hidden house, with a floor made of bright green moss. And they disappeared. There is some sort of commotion happening at the library someone is complaining loudly to the board of directors and even swearing. The society of hateful and angry people are here for their annual meeting. And now the librarians are all coming away from their desks to see what all the commotion is about. At the center of the boardroom, a fire has rendered a discarded heap of metal into a molten, bubbling pool. A figure wearing chainmail rises out of the bubbling liquid metal and roars something incoherent at us before melting back into the bubbling metal pool again. The fire alarm starts ringing. It is deafening, and we are disoriented by the flashing strobe lights. We are trying to leave, but now there is a crowd of businessmen in suits guarding the exit. We will have to get past the businessmen in order to get out. An enormous robot arm has descended from the sky. It reaches out and breaks the top off of a building and then hurls it towards the city. It does this again and again with all the high rises, snapping them like twigs and then smashing them into other buildings. We cannot see what the robot arm is attached to, if anything. Maybe it is just an out of control robot arm We are hiding in our basement apartment. Is this really happening? When we come out, the damage is really bad. Everything is smashed to smithereens. There will be a lot of casualties. You can hear the sound of the surf, in the darkness of the night, the regular rhythm of waves. The undertow is strong though. Don't be lulled by the gentle pulse of the earth. Many people have drowned here. If you look closely, you can almost make out their bodies at high tide rolling like flotsam in the surf. Thank you for listening. Sweet dreams.